0: To another 3D show, I'm Mark King.
1: I'm Joseph Walter.
0: I got Joe on the line again for another 3D show. Got lots to talk about. Got a big show to do, guys. Today, got a little NBA talk. We haven't done that in quite a, quite a while. Got to talk about how bad the Grizzlies have been losing four five in a row now. Uh, what they can do to get, uh, get back on track. Kind of talk about what's good, what's been good, and what's been bad and then uh, we'll preview the Mavericks, uh, Mavericks game that's coming up uh, on Wednesday, so uh, lots to talk about, gonna be a good show. Joe, I'm glad I got you back. Uh, it feels like we uh, haven't been potted a while, but it was just last week, so that's all right. Uh, now the show, again, if you missed it the last time, guys, the news, now the show's on uh, a Dash Radio. Dash Radio is a uh, internet streaming service. It's on their Nothing But Net channel, so uh, you can find us uh, every Wednesday and Friday on Dash Radio. They have an app. Uh, you can go dashradio.com. You can, uh, any variety of ways to find it out there. But uh, Wednesdays and Fridays at noon central, uh, the Three D show will be airing there. Then uh, you can always get it as all the other uh, ways you can get it from uh, sbnation.com. We post it there. Uh, iTunes feed, subscribe there. Uh, five-star reviews only. So lots of ways to get the show now. Um, now that I've got that out of the way, let's talk NBA, Joe. You ready? <laughs>
1: let's do this.
0: Let's do it. Uh, so uh, Celtics, man, they're really good. Like, I, I knew they were going to be good, but I didn't think they were going to be like 16 wins straight good. Did you? Yeah.
1: I mean, and 16 wins straight without their max player good. Um, exactly. Like, so, without Gordon yeah, Hayward. I think, I think they're uh, doing well, really well. I think uh, – the Jalen Brown pick last year was was a great pick, I and mean, I think the Jason Tatum pick this year was a great pick. And um, uh, they're, you know, they've they've really played this building game for a long time, and you know, built up a lot of assets, and it's uh, it's it, everything's really fallen into place in for them right now, where it looked like it was going to be disaster there to start the season.
0: Yeah, it it definitely looked like it was going to be. A very long season. Right after Gordon Hayward went down, but uh, like you said, he—they've done. Brad Stevens has done a hell of a job to make sure that they—he has uh, the ship uh, kind of uh, straight and narrow, and still focused on what they're, uh, what they're going to do. And, and Kyrie Irving's been amazing, even though he thinks the world is flat, which is weird, but <laughs> nonetheless, uh, they're still really good at basketball. Like I said, the, the two young the, the young guys they got are just—they're amazing. I mean, I, I thought there would be a little bit of a learning curve like there are with all, all rookies, but I, I thought they've been – from the little bit that I – I mean, I haven't watched every single game from them this year, but uh, from the the things I've seen just out the looking in, they've they they look, they've looked amazing. I, I don't know if you've seen any more of those young guys than I have, but they've looked amazing.
1: Uh, I've watched them play a couple games now. Uh, They're here, here and there. And, I mean, Kyrie has been ridiculous. And I, I've been – I've been really impressed with the two young guys. I mean, like I said, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, uh like I think we all kind of saw it last year with Jalen Brown, you know, I mean like this guy's this guy's a chance to really be a player. And then but I, I didn't I don't know that I imagine Jason Tatum to be as good as he is. I mean he's he's been amazing to start the season and I mean he's he's been uh definite Rookie of the year, in my opinion, so far. And my my preseason rookie of the year pick was Dennis Smith Jr.
0: So, are you backing off the Dennis Smith Jr. already, and 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 moving?
1: Oh, hell no, no, I'm still <laughs> I'm still on the Dennis Smith Jr. train. But I'm just saying, Jason Tatum's been better.
0: No, I I I totally agree with you. Um, that they, they've got, like I said, they've won 16 straight in a row. They've got the Miami Heat coming up and the Orlando Magic and. I don't think I don't think there's any reason to think they can you know stop this train I, and the, the, I think what's interesting to note about the way they've played their games about the way they they're winning the Celtics there's not there's not a whole lot of blood like a really like blowouts like there's like a lot of you know one two eight nine point games like they're legitimately earning those wins every game they go out and play there's no like 30 point blowouts every single night like they are they're earning those wins I mean they're they they know how to win in crunch time. So I think that's it's really impressive to see versus you know a lot of teams like you know like the like the Warriors are just you know they would blow blow people out. I mean, they're they're in, they're earning their wins for sure.
1: And and you know they where we are praising you know two young guys. They definitely with you know Kyrie who's won a championship and Al Horford who you know made those runs with uh, with Atlanta. Um, you know they they have players that have been in the thick of things but it's you know but it's incredible what those two young guys have done especially with gordon a are going down
0: no you're right uh on on the other side of the eastern conference or i mean the 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 cleveland cavaliers have looked like they kind of look like crap i mean i I don't know what i don't know what to what's going on i mean I don't know what is up with them, but why why what are they 10 and 7 now? Just they just haven't looked like themselves at all throughout the season so far. They've they've lost to Orlando Magic, which I guess is a terrible off the loss they lost to the Nets, the Pelicans, the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks aren't terrible. They look like the Knicks actually look to be good this year. The Pacers aren't very good. I mean, the Hawks aren't very good. They've lost a lot of crappy teams. I mean, they've they've beaten teams, obviously. They've they've beaten good teams. They lost a lot of crappy teams too. I mean, you think it's just a matter of time before they, they get it together and start going on a huge win streak? Oh, I'm
1: sure it is. They they, they don't play defense very well. It it I don't I don't particularly like like their roster. Um but when you have LeBron James, um, you know, you're if you're in the Eastern Conference and LeBron James is on your team, it, team, that means you're probably going to make the finals. How many years in a row has it been now?
0: Oh, I mean, it's back goes back to Cleveland where he was there the first time. If I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, that's got it's got to be. It, it, it does. Uh, it does. It's got to be uh, so six, insane. six, six or seven years? years. I mean, no, I mean, it's well, it with Cleveland three and two. Seven eight years. Yeah, it's at least eight. It's, it's a it's a while. Yeah. So. More math you know, than I can do in and my I head. Don't,
1: I, I don't really like that roster very much. You know, of course, they got D. Wade, uh, who, can, who can still play, still get Bucket. Don't get me wrong. Kevin Love. But the, there's no there's no young, you know, talented guys on that team. There's nobody. They don't have any of those, you know, I don't really think they have a lot of those gritty you know, winning NBA players. They've got you know the J.R. Smith and the Amon Shumperts of the world. And uh, I mean, yeah, they you're gonna they'll probably they're either gonna make the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals because LeBron is on their team. But I don't really like this roster all that much. And uh, but that being said, they have LeBron, so I'm sure that they're gonna make a run here soon, and uh, we're gonna be not talking about this here in two weeks.
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't get any better though for them for for roster wise. They still, I mean, they have Isaiah Thomas out, which obviously he's expected to change a lot of what they do when he comes back in the game. But then uh, Tristan Thompson went down. I'm, uh, Shumpert went down. Derek Rose is down. Uh, Rose is out for a couple weeks. Uh, Shumpert is out with uh, let's see, I mean, he's out with, a, with at least a week. Tristan Thompson's out for three to four weeks. I mean, so it doesn't get any better for the Cavaliers. Like you said, they got they got LeBron. So I don't I. I I don't put any stock in LeBron not making the finals until he doesn't make the finals, like we just said. I mean, it's made it for how many years now? So, you know, until he doesn't make it, I'll believe that he's going to make it every single year. Um, so it, they're, they're going to have a tough road, at least until probably the end of December or the uh, first part of December, where they get uh, their full of players back, most notably Isaiah Thomas, which they traded for. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. Um, other... NBA teams. Uh, let's let's move on to Milwaukee. Eight and eight projected fifty projected fifty wins, and they just they haven't been they haven't um, you know they haven't really lived up to what their expectation or the hype was before the season.
1: Yeah, I really uh, I like the Bledsoe pickup from them. You know, I, they don't really they didn't really have anybody to run with Giannis. Uh, before that pickup. So I I really like that pickup for them. Um, He is, he's also, man, he's such a great on-ball defender. Bledsoe is such a great on-ball defender. Um, That with having him and with having Giannis, you know, I I think they're going to continue to to get better. Do I think they're going to get to their 50 projected wins? No. But I think that they, you know, end the season with 40-plus, you know, Forty-five wins, forty-three, forty-five wins, something like that. I, I think they're going to make a run. I think they're going to put it together. Um, you know, we just watched them against the Grizzlies the other night. The Grizzlies, of course, had them by twelve points, and then then, then let it go. So, <laughs> um, that's a that's a cool roster. Um, you know, with all those six foot nine people on the team, and. Uh, with Giannis and Middleton And then, you know, Fondmaker's huge And, you know what I wonder what uh, Jabari's looking like
0: uh, Jabari is uh, He's hurt He's out with a I believe he tore his ACL uh, He tore his ACL or his, his MCL He tore
1: his ACL last year And last I have summer really heard the summer. about his recovery recently
0: Yeah, he tore like May or June So he's going to be like I think January before he comes back January, February um, but no, I, I I really like the Bucs roster. Like you said, I think they, this is a, like, a real, like one of my favorite rosters uh, in probably the league. Like they got a lot of really cool, really good young guys. Obviously, Giannis, Chris Middleton is one of my favorite players in the NBA right now. Malcolm Brogdon is really good. I mean, like you said Eric Bledsoe was just. I think you're right. I think he's a match made for that team. I think this is probably a little more over worrying than you probably than Bucks fans probably need to be, just because I think it will all even out. You know, I think that uh, they're they've got a good enough roster with good enough players that, like I said, they'll probably win 45. 45 easy. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I have to look at their schedule and and see like who they played so far. I mean, I don't know if they're just playing hard teams. You know, they ha they played Celtics, Cavs, Trailblazers, Hornets, Celtics, Hawks, Thunder, Hornets. I mean, so they haven't had a super easy, super easy uh, schedule to date. I mean. They played the Spurs, Cavaliers twice, I played the Grizzlies, which is obviously not a not an easy win, but uh it is still a win nonetheless. Uh like you said. So I, I think it's probably just a matter of, you know, Garrett Bledsoe getting worked into the mix and then, you know, probably a tougher schedule to start than, than they, everybody would have thought. So I think it'll all even out. You think they you think they get to well, forty five can... wins?
1: Uh, like I said, I think they get to the forty three, forty five wins. Um uh, reported nine hours ago from ClutchPoint.com, dot uh, com, Jabari Parker takes part in on court return. February return still set.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I'm, I like Jabari Parker. I mean, i I'll, I'll, I I thought he was a good pick, and I I think he's a good player. Um, I think that's probably still to be seen. But uh, but yeah. Um, so Oklahoma City. Is seven and nine after trading for Carmelo Anthony. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, it's it's another one where I don't. I mean, I I like the roster, but you know, I don't really like the the Carmelo move. Carmelo with Paul George with Russell Westbrook. There's there's only one ball, um, you know, and I think that. Right now, Russell is definitely, you know, taking – he's not shooting the ball 50 times a game like he was last year. And, you know, he's definitely – I think he's averaging like nine assists a game or something like that right now. Um, I just think that, that Russell's Westbrook is in his element when he is just attacking the hell out of the basket. And I think, you know, what is a good fit, for that team is you know on the wing is just knock down three-point shooters just you russell breaks it down gets it out there you know they knock down the three where yes carmelo and paul george both shoot the three really well but they're both playmakers you know they both want the ball in their hand and uh, you know i don't think really any of them play that great off the ball so uh, i think they've got to, they're gonna have to figure this out going to be a you know a a progress for them because they have they've got three ball dominant um you know players and right now it's it's not really work i mean they're 79 so it's not like they're out of the playoffs or anything a few weeks into the season but you know they've definitely got a lot of work to do i i don't i don't think i've seen a full i think i seen them play a half. I actually have not watched them
0: play a whole game yet this season. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they have three, like I said, three players that <laughs> that need the ball to score really in their hands to be effective, and then a bunch of other dudes. and Well, Steven Adams and then a bunch of other dudes. I, I just don't... You know, just looking at the roster, I just don't see where, you know, someone like someone like Chris Middleton would be perfect on this roster who can just stand in the quarter and just fire threes whenever they, like I said, whenever they get into the middle of the, middle of the defense, so... But they don't have any delay like that. Right. I mean, Andre Roberson you know, maybe your is your best bet there, but you know, he's not a real great three point shooter anymore. I mean, I don't think he's ever was. Like, he's shooting twenty three percent. I mean, Jeremiah Grant shooting twenty four percent. He's horrible. You know. Yeah. If, yeah. I'm 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 Andre Roberson for someone else. Yes, he's the guy that Grizzlies don't even play defense on the three at out at, at, at the three point line. Uh, you know, Pat Pat Patrick, you know Patterson. You know, he's not. He doesn't shoot the three ball well either. So there's not a whole lot of people that. You know They don't have a whole lot of wing players that are getting out there and shooting the three for sure. And unfortunately, they need people like that. They need people that, it can, that it can play off the ball and shoot the three ball well whenever Carmelo or Paul George or Russell break down the defense. So I don't know. I mean, I think that if you told me that the Grizzlies and the Thunder would have the same record right now, in this season, I would take it. I just didn't think it would be seven and nine uh, for both teams. But <laughs> hey, you know that's I guess that's where you land. So I, I think they'll figure it out. But I just don't know. I just I don't I just don't know if they'll figure it out. I mean, if like you said, if there ever will ever be enough possessions for all of them. And then, like, I, when's the last time Carmelo was on a winning team? Like, every team he goes to is not good. I I just don't I don't know, man. Like, it, at some point, don't you think it's like. He's the only common denominator on all those teams. Like I don't remember those Nuggets teams really quick. Like, like, when's the last time he was on like a really good team? It was it had to be in his early Nuggets years. I, I don't know. But like I he's, he's he's he hasn't made him better at all. That that's for sure. He's they're now they're they're worse than where they are were last year.
1: Agreed. Agreed. And that and their lineup was garbage last year when you were just like kinda walk, you know. All through their lineup, you're like, oh, oh. I mean, they had yeah. Oladipo and Roberson. And, sorry, and I don't know. They're just that team. I don't know. Russell Westbrook is meant was meant for one thing, and that was attacking the basket on every possession. And right now, if there's he, he just can't do it,
0: yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, the, and the Clippers, let's move on a little bit now. The Clippers lost uh, nine in a row, they're five and eleven. They are, they are not good. They are not good at all, right now. Um, remember how God, bad we we're, a hell
1: of a lot of money too.
0: You remember how bad we were talking about how the Mavericks were because they had won like one game. Now they've the Mavericks have won three games and the Clippers have only won two more. God, they are. I mean, like, I bet I bet JJ Redick has a happy left now.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I mean, and like. I don't know what it is. I've, I've seen the Clippers play a few games now. Like I've never been a Danilo Gallinari fan. Um, he's awful.
0: He's not good on defense like, at all. He's
1: just a. I mean, I just don't. I. He, I don't think he's good at anything. I don't know. They're paying him a hell of a lot of money. Um, you know, they of course play Blake Griffin a hell of a lot of money. They play Jordan a lot of money. Um, I'm just, I don't think Doc Rivers is a very good coach. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, I don't like that team. I haven't liked that team. Chris Paul was what, you know, was the catalyst, you know, got that got everything going. Um, you know, I know that I'll, uh, I would love me some Pat Beverly on the Grizzlies, man. He's the most perfect Grizzly in the world.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, he this, he is. This
1: city would just eat Patrick Beverly up, man.
0: He is, but he but but for what the Clippers are trying to ask him to do and replace Chris Paul, he's just not that. He's not that type of point guard. He really isn't. And then you have Austin Rivers, who is just I think is complete garbage. Like I don't think he should be like be on the floor with other point guards. I just don't think he's good at all. And so <laughs> you pair that with uh, DeAndre Jordan, who can't shoot beyond three feet, uh, and Blake Griffin, who's now got a little bit more of a range, but still, you know, he's not really a playmaker. I mean, his post game's still not very good. Um, you know, they just, there's a lot, they have a lot of pieces that don't really complement each other, if that makes sense. I mean, Patrick Beverly just doesn't, I don't think he works in their system. I don't think he's that, I just, I don't think he's going to work with them. So I think they have a like, you know, some good individual pieces, but I don't think you put them together and it's just clearly they're not working, but I don't think when you put them together they work as well as you'd like them to.
1: Agreed. Yeah. I I I hope this continues to be a dumpster fire because I still hate the Clippers.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm 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 happy that they're 5 and 11 or whatever. I I I love it cuz I don't like Clippers. Never have. And it's partly because of Chris Paul. It's mostly because of Chris Paul. But nonetheless, I can still hate him. Um,
1: (laughs) When we're out there end of January, beginning of February, you're going to see if they play a game in the Staples Center while we're in L.A., we've got to go wearing Grizzlies jerseys and just yelling at Clippers the whole time.
0: All right, let's do that. We, We will do that. We'll be there. Yes, we'll be what? End of January we'll be out there. Yeah, so we'll be out there. We'll yell at them then. Um, All right, let's let's move on to the Grizzlies. Uh, While probably people are listening to this show, is to hear us talk about the Grizzlies. So let's talk about the Grizzlies. They have lost five straight. They're now seven and nine. That uh, that great start seems like ages ago. Complete. It just feels like so long ago. We were so good. Um, But over the weekend. Uh, they ruled Mike Conley. We talked about this on the last show that we thought that if Mike Conley was questionable, they he should just not play. And I think maybe like an hour later that they announced that he wasn't going to play. Uh, so that's good, you know. Like you know, I I told I said this, and I told you the same thing, and you said the same thing. Like if Mike Conley is is just just get him rest, just sit him down for as long as he needs to sit down. and and just get him where he needs to be first and then bring him back into the game. So uh, they officially ruled Mike Conley out for Saturday's game against the Rockets and then the game last night, which was Monday, against the Trailblazers. He did not play either. Um, I'm assuming you, uh, along with him, you think this is a good decision. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I talked about it a lot on the last day that – this is definitely a good decision. I I got that notification on my phone that he's out for at least two weeks, and I was actually kind of excited, um, just because this is a long season, and we don't need our our highest paid player and uh, you know player you know one of our one of the two players that get everything going on this team. We don't need him. You know, we don't need him to play a game where his Achilles. Is messed up, you know, and then him do something even worse to it, be out for 40 games this season. I'd rather him be out for six games, eight games, 10 games, and be healthy for the rest of the year. So I'm hoping that's what happens. There's really no, there was no reason to to play him when he could, you know, the report said he couldn't put any weight on that, you know, on that foot. So um, there was no reason that he should have been
0: playing. Well, we said it last time, he wasn't giving you anything anyway. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't doing anything something that you know was just like irreplaceable i mean he was he was scoring he wasn't he was going to the basket he wasn't getting shots to fall he wasn't really you know shooting the three ball all that well he was shooting it not great you know it was just like you know mediocre but not not like he was last year, so like you said if he's not good, if Conley is not available to go, then just rest him it's it's still early in the season um you know the schedule's gonna get harder harder before it gets easier going through December. But you know, if if he needs to rest, then let him rest. I mean, you got to think. You got to think. You know, I know they're probably thinking about about this, but you have to think long term for for Mike Conley. If he's, uh, you know, God forbid, if he tears an Achilles or something, then you're you know you're looking at, you know, whew, it's a good year before he even thinks about coming back. Then so, um, do what you know. Do what you got to do for Mike Conley for long term. And I know he's a guy that this time last year broke his back and then, what came back in like. I don't know, like two weeks or something like 20, something like 20 days, something crazy, just like two weeks earlier than he even should have. He's a guy that's going to try to play through as much as he can. He's a guy that gets beat up a lot. Um, But for, for Mike Conley's sake, for the team's sake, you know, I'm with you. Sit him for as long as he needs to sit, for as long as he needs to rest. Get him in a good spot so that not only when he comes back, he can play, but he's effective in those games and when he's effective in the minutes he's playing because there's no point of having him out there. And eating up twenty eight minutes, if he's not even going to do anything, so I, I'm with you. I'm I, I'm all for just getting Mike Conley back because once you get him back, you have a lot better scenario, a lot better chances of winning any game you did without him. That's for sure.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, um we talked about it a whole lot on that last uh, show, so I'm I'm glad this is happening now, and uh, hopefully we get a. Conley
0: for the rest of the season yeah I'm, I'm with you uh I mentioned on when we first mentioned earlier when we introed the Grizzlies they dropped five in a row now um stop me if you've heard this before the Grizzlies get up big they get down or they, they, they get up a little bit they get down 15 come back with a few minutes left to go try to make a furious comeback come up short lose the game have you heard that story before? <laughs>
1: oh, it happens every game now. We either go up twelve and then just completely blow it, or we go down twenty and then make a furious run with four minutes left to go in the game and lose by three. Six. So,
0: so I'm I'm every I, I'm covering the games for for uh, Grizzly Bear Blues, SB Nation's uh, blog site. So I'm up there every game. I am. I'm there uh, running the Twitter for them. I'm there uh, writing recaps. So I, you know that's kind of my job is there as their uh, kind of uh, their beat reporter, if you will, to cover the games for them. So I'm doing that, and I am doing my recaps. And I feel like the recaps I'm writing are exactly the same. Like I could copy the one from Houston and just be like, you know what? Let's just run this for the Portland game. Well, let's just run that for the Mavericks game because it feels like it's the exact same thing happening every single game. Like I don't know, I don't understand it. I, I, I it's so bizarre that the storyline is the same. I mean, it's different players that are struggling or making shots, but the overall like overarching storyline is exactly the same every single time. I don't get it. I, I it's bizarre as hell.
1: it's the the way we've closed out quarters has been except for the fourth quarter I mean it's been just so horrible i mean like last last night it was I think we were up like fifteen seven or something like that, and uh we had uh, like I'm trying to think who checked in um and I think we had we had J. Mike check out and Jarrell check in and Parsons check out and Ennis check in, I think is what happened. And it was like with three minutes left to go in the quarter, I mean, we literally, I think it was tied at halftime. And then to start the third quarter, it was, you know, Andrew Harrison and his three minutes of threes. And, but it, it's been the end of, all, like, the end of the first and third quarter. It's been so bad. Like, we played so, we've been playing really well. And then the end of the quarter, it's just like the last three minutes, like, it doesn't exist. It's, it's like we've, oh, we've already played the the first eight minutes. So, what's the point?
0: Yeah. What do you, I mean, I want to know what you think. I, I know, I think, I know what I think, but I don't want to know what you think the, if you had a pinpoint one problem for five losses in a row, what 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 are you what are you gonna look to? Like if you're Coach Fisdell and you gotta correct uh, a problem, what what are you gonna correct?
1: I mean it's it's the same with what Mark said after the Houston Moss. It all starts the Grizzlies start with defense. If we're having we're playing inconsistent defense and just giving up in, you know, wide open threes and letting people just drive straight to the bucket like we did against Indiana, then then we're not going to win games. Uh, this is not a team that can just go out and put up 130, 140. We, we don't have that firepower. We've got to stop teams, and it all starts on the defensive side of the floor. And right now, we'll, we'll play good defense in spurts, but we have not put together a full game of defense. And... Uh, it, Seven games now, probably.
0: Yeah, I mean the the Grizzlies are trying to play this new switching defense where they switch everything. But if you, it's weird because I don't think Marcus all switches when he's supposed to. Or there's a lot of times when people think he's going to switch and he doesn't. Um, It's very, it's it's really weird. So I don't know if they're trying to switch everything but the five or or what but there's a lot of times I, i'll notice that when they're when they're trying to switch defenses he doesn't really he doesn't switch or the person that's going to switch with him see if it's like chandler if they're trying if they're putting him in a pick a roll and chandler thinks he's going to switch and mark doesn't and then they get really out of position really quickly but that the, the switching is very difficult to learn if you've never done it before and the grizzlies have never done it before they have never done it uh until this year and so they're trying you know years past that's just taught that hey you fight through the screens, uh you you get back to your man, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess the last year he didn't do it because of the personnel with Zebo and Tony. He didn't think he could do it. I don't I don't know. Uh but this year you, you have a lot of people, you know, that just get lost. You know, Dylan Brooks got lost a lot of times in the Eastern game. He just just straight up they, they 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 switched and got lost or Houston or uh the James Harden would read that they're they're doing the switching so he would he would kind of fake a switch and then back out to three point line and get an open three. I mean, you got guys like James Ennis and Dylan Brooks, and I love Dylan. And we've talked so much praise, but he's, you know, he's a rookie and he's a lot, a lot to learn about, you know, the way way offenses play. Um, and and Ben Mclemore hasn't been good. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that just haven't been good on defense. And I, I think you're you're right on the money. The defense is, the defense is a problem, and the Grizzlies can, they cannot afford to. Have bad defense and bad offense at the same time I mean they just can't they can have good defense and bad offense you know they can go through spurts where they have got good defense and just can 't score and they saw you saw that in the first part of the Portland game they had good defense but they couldn't score the couldn 't score the ball, but the score didn't change it just stayed you know tied so but they can't have they cannot have bad defense and bad offense at the exact same time it, it's just not possible for them um they they're not a good enough team to come back from 15. They're not they're not a good enough team to come back from even 10. Um in the fourth quarter. They don't have the offensive firepower to do that, especially with Mike out. And I think uh you you and I talked about this in the summer that if Mike and Mark aren't scoring the ball or if they're not going, then they're not going to win a lot of games. And I think that we're seeing that now, especially with Mike out, but that they're they just don't have the offensive firepower to compete with teams when their main two guys, their you know, so quote-unquote superstars, are not doing what they're supposed to be doing and scoring the ball. And Mike, you know, obviously Mike can't when he doesn't play, but, you know, that's 21, 22 points a game you take away off the court, and it's hard to replace that. It's really hard to replace that.
1: Yeah, it it is. I mean, especially when... You know, uh, thank God for for Tyreek Evans. Or, I mean, again, this team would, uh, man, oof. I don't want to know what we
0: look right like without be, Tyreek Evans. They would be, they would be bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it would be it would be real bad. It would be real bad, Mark. Um, <laughs> and that's, it's. I mean, that's tough to say when, uh, you know. It, if it wasn't for Tyreek Evans, we'd be having to play Andrew Harrison more. How does how that guy's still in the NBA? I'll never know. But what do I know?
0: Tyreek Evans or Andrew Harrison? No, and, <laughs> I saying, if it
1: wasn't for Tyreek, we'd be seeing having to see more Andrew Harrison, especially with, um, you know, with Mike out. Like I just can't even imagine what how bad we'd be if Andrew Harrison was was having to play oh, more right now yeah. and Tyreek is filling the basket up I mean God knows where we'd be without Reek
0: so talking about Andrew Harrison uh you know people like Andrew Harrison James Ennis they have um you know for example uh Monday's game against the Portland Trailblazers between Tyreek or excuse me between James Ennis Jarrell Martin, Andrew Harrison, Deontay Davis. The, those, two, those four people had three points and 35 minutes of game action. 35 minutes of playing and three points between four players. I mean, you're I'm surprised they even had a chance to win the game with that with that. I mean, that's that's a lot of minutes for people to get bring up three points. And, you know, it's not like they were doing a lot of other things. I and mean, like I said, Andrew Harrison came in the game, shot three. Three pointers because they're not guarding you. And guess what, Andrew? There's a reason they're not guarding you. And you just showed it to him. He comes in, drops three three pointers, gets it, immediately come back out. Um, you know, it's just, it's, just it's, it's not like Deontay Davis was getting, up, getting 16 rebounds, you know, and scored three points. He got three. Yeah, it's not like he really changed the game that much. Yeah, he played some good defense, spot defense here and there, but it's not like he really did anything. Drell Martin, guess what? He didn't do anything. Because he shouldn't be on the court either. He he has no business being on the NBA court with these other players. I, I'm sorry. I just I don't know how to I I don't know how to say that anymore. He just he's not very good, and he's had ample opportunity to show that he can be an NBA player. He's had every opportunity to show that he can be on the court with the other NBA players and have real playing time with his team, and he has yet to show up. Andrew Harrison, same thing. He has ample opportunity, ample time, to show that he belongs on the court with other players and he belongs. On this Grizzlies team, and that he has, you know, he needs the minutes that you're giving him, and he has yet to show up. He's yet to do anything, which is why he's been relegated to the end of the bench. And Jarrell Martin, for the most part, as well, has been relegated to the end of the bench. But three points in 35 minutes is just, it's unsustainable. I know that.
1: Yeah, Jarrell was a solid minus 11, Ennis was a solid minus 10 uh Ben McLemore was a solid minus 8 I mean that just Oh man that, I wish can we go back to the first 5 games of the year can we living those
0: Those were much more fun the first 5 games
2: <laughs> cuz this just, is this is hard to I talk just, about
1: Instead of watching the like the Mavs game tomorrow can I just watch one of those first five games of the year instead and then we can do a pod
0: on that. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's let's re watch the first five games every week and we'll do a podcast on those games instead of the games that we're currently currently playing. <laughs> Cause this is this is tough to talk <laughs> about. I mean it really is. Yeah, you know, we're we're trying to we're filling a, a an hour show here for for Dash Radio Not the But Net channel and it's it's tough. I mean there's only so much so many times we can say that our defense is sucky, because guess what? They're sucky. <laughs> <laughs> right now, um, it just it has not been good. Uh, Jamaka Green has has come back though, and he's looked good in this games back. Last night he looked; I thought he looked good. I think he looks like a player that's coming off an ankle injury. I put it like that.
1: Yeah, I mean he well, he played. I mean he played what thirty three minutes or something like that the other night. He played a lot. Um, yeah, played thirty three minutes of fifty four seconds. Almost played thirty four minutes. Um. Mario Chalmers, you know, has played thirty two minutes. Tyreek Evans played thirty one minutes. I mean, I know we were short handed, especially no Mike. Um, no Brandon Wright as well. Um so it you know, we were we're definitely short handed for that game. But there's I mean, but right now is is exactly is exactly what we talked about this summer, Mark. If Mike or Mark go down for any extended period of time, or not one of them is not playing well, this team is not going to do well. It's not going to perform. I mean, if we're counting, we need we need forty five points a night to come from Mike and Mark.
0: Oh, e- e- easily. And,
1: And and right now with no Mike gone, it's just it's all coming from Mark and Tyreek, and and it's just it's not sustainable. We're we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of these a lot of these chats. I feel like if if Mike doesn't come back healthy, and if we're gonna be relying on James Ennis, Jarrell Martin, Deonta Davis, and Andrew Harrison at all this season.
0: No, you're right. Um, you the Grizzlies cannot uh, cannot be it can't can be sustained with with Yata Davis and Darrell Martin and Ninja Harrison, people that were either um, not getting valuable playing time last year or or have been relegated to the end of the bench since uh, people have come back or been in the G League. <laughs> so, if you're playing people like that, you know you're probably not going to win a whole lot of games. Um, but let's you know what. I feel like we've been a little bit too negative. Let's talk about the positive. Um, let's talk about Marcus Gasol. I mean, he was, has been awesome. I mean, he was almost at a triple double last night. Uh, uh, I'm trying to find the box score back now. It what was he. Uh, let's see, 19 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists, two blocks. Uh, I mean, he was great. He's exactly what you need him to be. He was he was being aggressive, Marcus Gasol, which is exactly what you want. Uh, some of the shots weren't falling for him early, and he probably got some of bad calls. You know, I mean, he wasn't was not the recipient of of, of the calls you should have had. But uh, he's been great. He was great in the Houston game. He was great here. I mean, you'd like to have see a little bit more points from him, but like I said, uh, he was shooting the ball, just wasn't making the shots. But he is exactly what you need him to be in this stretch with Mike Conley down.
1: Yeah, he's been aggressive. Uh, he he wasn't getting anything to fall early or early in that Portland game last night. And and it's one of those things where he, he's just thank God he shot through it. Um, you know, in years past it, when if he starts off 0 and 4, he, he would take seven shots the whole game. Um, so I'm I'm glad that he he kept you know, I'm glad he kept putting them up um with With him aggressive is the only chance that we have um, with Mike out, and I think that with him aggressive is is what we need when Mike comes back. Um, I don't think he when he last year when Mike went out, I mean he just went on a tear. He was, I mean he was one of the top ten best players in the league last year when Mike went out uh, with that back injury. I mean Mark Gasol was incredible. And that's why the Grizzlies, what were like seven and two or something without uh, Mike Conley last year during that run. Um, so, yeah. but I, and I think that it just that he's got to continue to shoot the ball eighteen to twenty times when Mike Conley comes back.
0: No, I think you're, that you're, you're mark
1: right. Mark needs to be the focal point of the offense. I know that he doesn't like to be. I know that he likes to pass the ball but he's got to be the focal point of the offense even when Mike comes back. Marcus All is an incredible center. He's he's got a great jump shot. He's got great post moves. He's got, you know, great moves from the wing. Passes, you know, from the elbow like no other center in the league. He's got to be the focal point. Everything needs to run through Marcus All. And if and if when we run down the court and uh, you know, all of a sudden somebody just jacks up a three and Marcus Gasol hasn't touched the ball yet, it really pisses me off.
2: No, when, you're right.
1: You know, when Andrew Harrison runs down the court and just jacks up a three-pointer, um, you know, when Mario Chalmers does it, when even when Chandler Parsons does it, like, let's run this offense through Marcus. Gasol. If we're not getting a transition bucket, let's run the offense through Marcus. Um And he's not... Does he get any of the elbow touches that we – I mean, all we do is is kind of five-out pick and roll, I feel like now, or post him up. I mean, I think that we need to go back to a little bit of some of the old school Grizzlies offense where he's getting his elbow touches and, you know, we're, the people are having to defend us in different ways other than just running – I swear all we do is run pick and roll right now. Yeah, what those
0: those those well those those pick and pops from the elbow that were there in previous years have now just they've just moved those out. It's the same play. They just they moved them out to the three point line now instead of the elbow, um, and so he's just he's stepping up more. I mean, you know, I you're right. I mean, they they shoot a lot of threes now, and I think I was listening. I can't remember who I was listening to, um, but they they mentioned this on their show was. Um, the Grizzlies are ranked really high in the league, a uh, number of attempts taken for threes, and they rank really low in percentage made. Like those two things can't be the same. <laughs> like you can't have those two things happening at the same time. Like you can't shoot that many Mark, if you are not going to make eight? that many.
1: They were eight of thirty last night. Oh yeah, eight. It, of you can't. You 30? can't do that.
0: I mean, that's a
1: hell of a lot of rebounds
0: yeah, they got out well they, they got out rebounded by thirty five last night. And I saw uh the some the post game presser from Fisdale and he said last night uh, that he was the, that that's the biggest he's ever played with Deontay Davis playing with Marcus uh, Marcusal and then sometimes with uh Chandler at the three, like that's the biggest they've ever played. Then how the how in the hell do you get out rebounded by thirty to a Portland team who's not a great rebounding team anyway? Like that doesn't even make sense. Like, that's easy, Mark. It doesn't it's make sense. Easy.
1: That's that's easy. You shoot and miss twenty two three pointers,
0: and eight of them Stella came from Bonley Mark.
1: Noah bombley had thirteen defensive rebounds. Yeah, that,
0: that thirteen. And the, and the the, the 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 Trailblazers had ten more offensive rebound last offensive rebounds than than we did, and that's ten extra possessions. And they had they had like. 12 or 13 more free throws and they made 10 more than we did like that's 10 extra possessions and 10 more points right there like those are the there's your simple solutions right there and like you said you're playing five out there's nobody at the basket to get the rebounds anymore you know there's there's just nobody there to get the offensive rebounds and get extra possessions like Z in previous years you had zebo doing that i mean you just don't have that anymore so they're gonna have to they're gonna have to fix something because what they're doing obviously right now ain't working and you mentioned uh, you mentioned Mark's Mark's comments after the Houston game. I have them right now. You have them if You want to you want to listen to them?
2: Yeah, let's listen.
0: All right, let me let me get them loaded up. Uh, here we go.
2: Versus what happened towards the end of the game when things were um, Communication, discipline, um, awareness. Mm. You know, sometimes it looks like effort.
1: great radio.
2: But uh, I don't believe uh, that nobody goes out there, you know, not trying to give effort. But I think, you know, the awareness and the concentration that you need and discipline um, to recognize what, you know, what every play they're trying to run, what they're trying to accomplish, um, to have five guys um, understand that at the same time and moving as a unit. um, you need at least 38 to 42 minutes of that if we want to have a, a chance, that would give you consistency. The difference would, you know, would give because you're gonna have some great nights offensively, some good nights, but there's gonna be nights that you're not gonna be so so good. Uh, and uh, and but defensively, I, I, I don't think there should ever be an excuse um, to not be consistent. And uh, because I, sh- I, I just you know it's simple. And the difference is like you you see what they're trying to run, you see what they're trying to accomplish. And uh, you communicate it, and then it's just a ripple effect that uh, you need to, um, you know, multiple efforts, um, you know, and everybody being on the same page. It's like communication hampered by the fact that the lineups are so different, again with no mic, with no guys coming we back we in. Coming we back all back speak English, I mean, you know, little sort of English. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, th- I don't think that new guys, I mean, we, all, we all speak the same language, we all train together, we all practice. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with uh, personnel, I never, like, I see very, um, not here, but uh, young or, or uh, you want to call untalented players, um, have a huge impact on the game defensively for a very long time. So talent or inexperience you know, or age doesn't mean much. It's it's more of uh, being really aware and concentrated and and having, you know, as as my good guy said, uh, your antennas up.
0: So I mean, he he's been saying the same thing for several games. It's all about communication. You know, uh, their defense and the, the communicating they do with switches is. is uh, you know that's the biggest thing for them. They have to they have to talk to each other. And they did a really terrible job last year when they tried to switch. They had terrible communication last year, and so the fact that they have terrible terrible communication this year, it really doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, when that's you know when that whenever they whenever Mark thinks that's the root problem, and it, it it clearly is, that doesn't surprise me at all.
1: And and that's one thing where where I'm a little bit confused because isn't he the defensive anchor, you know, isn't he he... the the leader of this team? Isn't he the one that should, you know, really, you know, start the communication that should get everything flowing. Uh, So that's where I'm a little confused with his comments where I'm like, hold on, you were defensive player of the year three years ago, man. Like how about you take some onus and, and get this worked out?
0: No, you're right. I mean, he should be the one calling out the coverages, and he should be the one calling out the switches. Uh, you know, when when you know, he should be the one leading the defense. So, uh, you're totally right. I I agree with you. Um, we we only have about ten or probably about eight minutes left on our show, so let's uh, let's talk about the uh, this Mavs game. The Grizzlies are, are playing on Wednesday. Um, they have now one and one against the Mavs. They played them here, won, and went there and lost. Uh, I don't know, man. What do you think? It's gonna. I, mean, I don't I don't. I don't really know what to think at this point. But uh, I know the Grizzlies are gonna stop Wesley Matthews. I know they're gonna stop Dennis Smith Jr. Um, you know, those are two guys you can't let get in, get to their spots, and you definitely can't somewhat let someone like Wes Matthews heat up. Um, he's a player that if he starts shooting him, he doesn't shoot him at the uh, pace that he used to. But uh, before they kill his injury, but uh, if you let him see a bunch go in, he's just gonna continue to shoot them and make them. For the whole game, and he's not someone that you know. He's not more someone that cools off really.
1: He's a grizz killer too. Yeah, he's a straight notorious grizz killer. Um, I think the I think that our guys are going to show up and play tomorrow night. Um, I think we're going to have our head on straight. I, I hope we do. This is we've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it you have to beat the bad teams. You have to beat them. And I'm not, uh, you know, they are, what, they're 3-15 and 15 or something like that. You know, they're not. But, you know, it's still an NBA basketball team. It's still, you know, they still have Dirk Nowitzki. They still have Wes Matthews. They still have Dennis Smith Jr. You
2: know, the,
1: if we don't come to play, we're going to get beat. And they, they showed us that the first time we played them, the first matchup in Dallas, They they proved that, you know, we, I think that was, is that our first loss of the year, maybe?
0: Yeah, that was the first loss. I mean, we, yeah, that was the first loss, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right.
1: Right. So, you know, we were, you know, five and zero. I think going into the game and I, you know, we're, we go to Dallas and I guess, you know, we, we didn't have our head on and then we got our butt kicked and then, you know, we, we, we figured it out the next game, but you can't just, you can't just come in half-ass in the NBA. You're gonna get beat. Um, you know, freaking. You know, the Cavs lost to Atlanta, who's two and fifteen or something. So if you don't come out to play, you're gonna get beat night in, night out. If you don't come with, especially with the Grizzlies, if they don't come with that defensive mindset, if they don't come to hold the Mavs under ninety-five points. And we're
0: probably going to lose. No, you're right. I mean, uh, we were in the locker room. I can't, I don't remember what game this was afterwards. But Chandler Parsons said something to the same effect that you know, just because these guys have a bad record doesn't mean they're not NBA players. Like they're they are good. They're good basketball players. You know, if they're in the NBA, they're 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 good basketball players. And so if you give them enough chances, if you give them enough second chance points, you let them get enough offensive rebounds. You know, you let them see the ball go in a bunch of times. They're you know they'll beat you. I mean, it, the Grizzlies, like you mentioned the Cavs off to the uh, the Hawks. And you know those games happen. Those mm-hmm. are like, you know, those trap games and those back-to-back games and you lose some that you, you know, the, you, know you, you think you're going to win or you lose some where you expect to win going into it. But the Grizzlies do that on the level I've never seen. They they go into these games and they just they lose to all the bad teams, you know, and and before when they started the season, at least we were saying, "Yeah, well, they're losing to the bad teams and beating the good teams, so at least there's that. You know, the, the record's kind of what we thought it would be, not the people who we thought they would be beating, but it is what it is. But now they're losing to everybody. And so you have to go in here, into the Mavericks, and you have to, you have to play like you know how to play basketball. You have to go in here focused on the Mavericks and nothing else and beat a bad team. The Mavericks are bad. They are not a good basketball team. They have good basketball players, and if you let them get a chance and you let them, you know, have an idea that they can win, they're just like any other team, and they will beat you. But you can't let that happen. You have to go in here, into this game, knowing you are going to win, beating a three and fifteen team, a team that's lost or won one game in six in the last six, has only won three the whole year, and you have to just, you have to just destroy them. I mean, that's. That goes a long way to getting everybody's confidence on track. It's just winning basketball games. That goes a long way just to getting everybody happy, getting everybody back you know, on the same page. Just, just winning games solves a lot of problems.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm ready to see us win some
0: games. It's Nate, been a minute. I think you're gonna win. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah. Um. I'm right there with you, Mark. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna come away uh, with the victory tomorrow night. Um, I think it's, you know, the Grizzlies can't beat the crap out of anybody. So of course it's gonna be close. Um, I'm gonna go ninety-seven, ninety-two Grizzlies.
0: Yeah, I don't see it getting out of the nineties either. Um, but like you said, it'll definitely be close. The Grizzlies don't know how to. Uh, destroy a team. I, I wish that were. I wish that were the case, and it frustrates me to no end knowing that they do not know how to destroy a bad team. But they, they don't. Um, and they never have. As long as I've never been watching, have. never have. Um, and they just, they just, they'd love to make it close. I feel like that's for our sake. They love to make it close just for us, uh, just for the fans, so we have a good game every time. But it's like we're, you know, missing out on anything. But you know, just once, I'd love for them just to kill a team just destroy a team, but uh I feel like I'm dreaming too much for too much. Um but hopefully, you know, hopefully they, they rein in uh Wes Matthews tomorrow and keep keep an eye on Dennis Smith Jr. And um I don't know, man, we'll we'll see. But uh yeah, I I think that uh they have a lot a long way to go. But you know to get there you gotta start somewhere and uh hopefully it'll start with a win tomorrow i hope so
1: too my man i'm I'm, like i said it's been a hot minute i'm i need a i need a grizz victory for sure man I need something good to lead us into thanksgiving
0: yeah me too me and you both anyway that's been the show for today it's been a full hour of nba and grizzlies talk uh Thanks again to Joe for joining me doing the podcast on the regular my podcast partner. It's been another 3nd show. You can follow me at King underscore producer. You can follow Joe at JRWalter4. Make sure you follow the show at 3nd Pod. That way you can get all the latest episodes and news. And we'll be right here on Dash Radio all season long on the Nothing But Net channel. Thanks for them for having us. You can follow find our show every Wednesday, every Friday, 12 Central, airing on the uh, dashradio.com, their app. Any other ways to find streaming radio, I promise you they have them. Tons of ways to, uh, to, to listen to the show. You can also go to our iTunes store, subscribe. Make sure you rate and review the show in iTunes. Only five-star reviews. We'll delete the ones that we don't like. I don't know if it's possible. We'll find a way. Other than that, we'll see you. Uh, we're not going to have a show on Thursday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Or Friday, excuse me. We're not going to have a show on Friday. Enjoy Thanksgiving week. We'll be back next week with a brand new show.